Hey everyone, welcome back to the Here's Why podcast. Uh, it's good to be back. Um, glad you're here. This episode is really cool. It's very long, so what I'm going to do is split it up um, into two different parts because uh, my guest and I had a really long, really cool talk. Her name's Whitney. She's a good friend. Uh, she's a really hard-charging patriot, uh, which I think everyone should be. She loves our country, which everyone should. She supports our troops, which everyone should. She hates criminals and pedophiles, which everyone should. Um, and she likes alternate sources of income, which I think a lot of people can really kind of uh, relate to right now. So we we touched on basically all of that. She's got a really cool business acumen that I think all of you are going to be excited to hear about. And then we talked about a couple of books that we were um, getting into, a couple of news stories that are kind of like, you know, in the ether at the moment um, and in the recent past. But I do have to split it up because it's a long one. And, you know, you guys, I get it. My voice is like very ASMR-y. I'll put you to sleep if you listen to me for too long. It's fine. I understand. We all have flaws. But... uh no problem. I'll, I'll split it up into two parts. It'll probably be about a half an hour, give or take each. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy both of those parts because I enjoyed the talk. Whitney's super cool. Uh, we really get along, um, her and I. I think it's probably because we're pretty like-minded when it comes to a lot of stuff, which I'm trying to veer away from because it's important to get other, you know, differing alternate opinions in the room. Um, and I, and I'd like to do that, but you know, in case you guys haven't noticed, other people's opinions are fucking stupid. So, you know, I, I don't have a lot of time to waste on stupid stuff, but, uh, I'm trying, I will try, I will make it a, a point to like get some opposing views in the room because that's, it's important. You know, dumb people deserve to talk. It's just the truth. Okay. I don't like it any more than the next guy, but the truth is the truth and the truth doesn't care about your feelings. So it's the truth. They they deserve to be able to talk. I'll get some more some people in here who disagree, and then we can all talk about all the reasons that they um, don't matter. In the meantime, enjoy the show, and uh, I'll see you on the other side. Hey, Whitney. How you doing? <laughs> I'm awesome. I'm actually really excited to see you, despite the jet lag. I know I I I can see it in my face. I'm like. Poofy, I look like a guy who just rolled out of a plane. Um, oh, but you know, people are just going to have to deal with it. It is what it is. You know, travel takes a toll on all of us. But um, it's yeah. fine. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. I'm really excited that we're doing this. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to chat with you again. It always feels like just chatting with an old friend. So thanks for making time for me, buddy. Thing. We do kind of, we, we hit it off like really, really well and very, very yeah. easy. It doesn't happen very often with a lot of people. I think it's got to be the, the Midwest charm in both of us. It's just like a subconscious thing. <laughs> I, that could be it. Midwest pride for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I guess let's just uh, cannonball right into it. I don't want to take up too much of your time today. I know we're, neither one of us are on a huge schedule. So we've got all kinds of time. We do have a lot to talk about. Um, I, first of all, first and foremost, uh, I want to get people. I want to get people informed on what you do as far as like your business and concerned. I don't know. I don't know exactly how we're going to segue into like talking like patriots and awesome human beings, but we'll figure it out as we go. 
I got you covered. I got you covered on that. We'll, we'll make it happen. So um, very quick recap. So um, I married into the military. That's how I always call it. I married into the military in 2014. At the time, I was a co-owner of three gyms. And um, I met my husband, he walked into one of the gyms I had that was outside of a military installation. So it was actually outside of Fort Knox, Kentucky. And I took that job. Yeah. And I took that job because they had a big warrior um, training battalion. Um, So a lot of the wounded warriors would come there and kind of rehab. And so I took that job after I had all these other like outstanding job offers. Actually, Um, I could have worked with two different CrossFit Games athletes in their gyms that had tons of money, tons of funding, blah, blah, blah. blah. I turned those two down to go work with Wounded Warriors. And right when we were opening up our gym, my husband walked in. That was kind of all she wrote. And um, when I married into the military, um, we were going to be moved to our first duty station. And so I sold my three gyms because I didn't think I'd be able to operate them in an efficient way. And so I started looking for positions that I could work um, on the move all the time, which is really, really difficult for military spouses. So hats off to all military spouses that deal with that. but at the time that I was looking, um, Ronda Rousey was R- Ronda, yeah, Ronda Rousey was really, really popular, and she had this saying, and she's like, "I'm not going to be a DNB, a do nothing." I don't know if we can okay. swear on this podcast, but you know what that oh, is. Yeah, say what uh, you want. <laughs> well, she was like, "I'm never going to be a do nothing bitch," and I was like, "Yeah, that's exactly how I feel." So I actually segued into the network marketing world back then it was really hard to do um it's something that people scoff at still this day like the mlm world and but there's not many jobs out there for military spouses if you want to yeah. contribute to the family family goal unless you're in the service yourself or you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody it's really really hard to kind of get in and mm-hmm. I even at one point was working for um, the United States Recruiting Command headquarters in their social media, but it was a position that was at the headquarters, which was in Kentucky. So it's not something I could yeah. do. They didn't have a lot of flexibility back then. Yeah. Did you when when was this? Around like what timeline was this? Um, so I married my husband in 2014 and 2015 okay. is kind of when I entered the network marketing world. So so recent um, enough, like within the last decade, for sure. Yes. And um, that was really hard, really difficult. Anyone who's dabbled in that, nobody likes the MLM people. Like everyone's like, oof, this is like gross. I don't like it. But I didn't want to be a DNB. And so it was difficult. I did home parties. You know, I was like spamming people, my product. I was trying to stockpile all the things. Um, but then I transitioned a few late years later into social media marketing. And that is what I do full time now. And that took the stress out of everything. Long story short, back then when I did the network marketing thing, there weren't really like influencers in the world. If there mm-hmm. were, they had like 10,000 followers. And that was a huge freaking deal on Instagram. Yeah. That was huge. Um, and so there's only a few people making money doing that. And they would sell something, they would be affiliated with something, they teach others how to sell, etc. Now that's what I do. You don't have to do home parties, you don't have to stockpile product, you can align with whatever brand you want, you can just make videos, etc. What have you. 
and you can earn income doing that. And I wouldn't call myself an influencer. There's people who do that full time for a job. I teach people how to pivot their businesses into the social media space and earn income that way to provide more freedom. Because my biggest Mm. thing, um, and you can call it ego, you can call it a God calling, what have you, is that I didn't want to just find a job that I could work nine to five, nine to six. I also wanted to be able to be there for my husband to support his ever changing military career. You have to drop things, you know, at, at the drop of a dime, you have to change your plans up all the time. You know that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I also wanted to be there for our children in a way that he necessarily couldn't be. So I just kind of told myself, there's got to be a career out there where can I, I can have extremely flexible time. I can basically call my own shots. I don't have to answer to anyone and I can earn as much money as I want. I mean, if you put those four things together, that sounds like a freaking unicorn, but I told myself that if I believed in it, I could make it exist. And so that's kind of how I dabbled into this world. Well, it, it sounds, it sounds like you still do a lot. I mean, it still takes a lot of hard work. I know you said that, you know, the social media marketing took a lot of stress away from what you were trying to do with this type of business, um, which I'm sure it did just in that. You don't have to like go to a brick and mortar place. You don't have to hop around and stockpile a bunch of stuff. Like you said, that's great. Um, and that's what I think a lot of people are looking, looking for that or just like an, an alternate source of income. I, I mean, I can tell you firsthand from, uh, you know, from the West coast, it's like, <laughs> I mean, it costs you a hundred bucks to walk out the door. You know, it's just, it's insane, especially right now. I mean, not to, not to get too political too quick. We're only seven minutes into this, but you know, Bidenomics <laughs> is really kicking everyone's ass right now. I don't know if you guys can, and I'm not, you know, knocking anyone who like vote for whoever you want to. I don't care. It's you. Everyone has their right to, to their vote and, and their opinions and stuff. Um, but you can't deny that it's, I think it's trickier right now to, to exist in America than it has been in, in at least a couple of couple of generations a generation is what 25 years 27 years i don't even know what the definition of a generation is but i I do remember when the millennials used to get our asses roasted all the time and now it's gen z so i'm pretty grateful for that yeah Uh (laughs) new generation yeah i don't know i i just think um you know i'm i'm not i'm not like like super old or anything but I, i do feel like this is a pretty tough time to be alive in america it's like not not just financially but also like watching the seemingly downhill <laughs> struggle that we're like we're all kind of like witnessing right now um so long story short i'm i'm rambling right now but alternate sources of income are important for everyone and if uh you know more and more people are starting to get really turned off by the the 9 to 5 thing and having to go to an office and you know, take orders from somebody who sucks or like doesn't know thing. You know what I mean? Like people, especially in, in our generation and especially the generation just after mine, um, people aren't going to, I don't think people are going to be into that for very much longer. And, and, you know, this technological world is ever expanding and it, it always will, especially with the advent of like AI and stuff. But the old school way of working is kind of slowly dying out. There's always going to be, a spot for mankind in the workplace. Like the year, it's it's yeah. always going to be a thing, but it's it's going away. I mean, it's it's kind of dwindling, and we're living in a new world right now. So I think modes of income like yours, if you can make it work, like you said, which you seem to be kicking ass, um, really important. And I think people are really turned on by it. I think. 
what kind of products do you guys sell or what, what, what kind of stuff are you into? So especially since to your point, especially since the lockdown happened and everyone was sort of forced to take their workforce uh, in a different way. A lot of people that were forced to pivot online or um, at least pivot like their meetings to Zoom or try and work away from office or, you know, create that separation. People that could pivoted into the online space and that created such a desire that created this um, almost like awakening where people realized, okay, there are other options. I don't have to report to work, right? So, um, for those who get into social media marketing, essentially, you can market almost anything these days on social media. You can market um, tangible products. It can be services, what have you. Even if you're a business owner who's just you know, servicing your 20-mile radius, you want to be specifically targe- targeting people on social media in that 20-mile radius. Right now, if you're not searchable on social media, um, it's very difficult to be relevant in this world right Mm -hmm. now. So I personally, um, I like, I market a lot of live clean products right now. Um, I'm really big about only aligning with specific companies that will pay my value, but also bring value to my audience, right? People always say hard work pays off, but I think we've all learned that hard work only pays off when one um, you know who's writing the check and the person who's writing the check values your work. Um, I've never been a believer that hard work pays off, hard work pays off because you could be in the wrong industry or you could be receiving a check from the wrong uh, hand who's writing it, right? Yeah. So um, I think that's really important um, to consider. But the beautiful thing about social media marketing is that you can be in control of your income as long as you don't have you know, red tape from other companies, maybe from your boss, etc, on you so that you're kind of free to market yourself in whatever way draws the audience in. Sure, sure. And I, you mentioned briefly, you mentioned red tape with with other companies and stuff. And I think, I think I know what you're talking about. And I think um, that's probably pretty self explanatory. Like, obviously, you can't, uh, I would imagine, say, if you're selling a product, and it's like a soda, you can't be like, do this because Pepsi is, you know, like you can't name or like slander other companies and stuff. And I think a lot of that is kind of self-explanatory, but would people like say someone has no experience in sales at all or marketing um, or maybe, maybe he's a little camera shy. Like I was when I started this podcast, like what, what kind of red tape and like speed bumps did you kind of bump into that you had to hurdle over or kind of figure out on your own that people might, might run into? Sure. Great question. So when you're working specifically for a company and you're marketing their their products, and let's say there's an opportunity that you can get for essentially having other people join your workforce. So um, I get hit up in my DMs all the time for people who um, maybe are like influencers for different supplement companies. And they're like, hey, you know, do you want to be an influencer for me? Like this is, you know, this is the earning potential, et cetera, et cetera. So basically being recruited, right? If you are somebody who's going to start naming the income that you can incur or that you potentially incur, or you start flashing checks of, of payments amount of what you've earned as a recruiting tool, the FTC will go absolutely bananas and shut you down. So that's something I didn't really understand because for me, 
when I have something tangible and I'm like, holy cow. So for me, um, personally, Chuck, when I transitioned to more social media marketing versus network marketing, MLM style, in 45 days, I began earning a paycheck that matched my husband's. And he at the time was 17 and a half years into military service. Whoa. And I was 45 days in, bro. 45. Wait a minute. Like, what, what, what rank was he? If you don't mind me asking. You don't, don't tell me. He's an 04. 04. Okay. He's a major. Okay, shit. That's uh, that's that's not uh, that's nothing. That's nothing to scoff at. That's nothing, and it doesn't even matter what rank you are. If you served seventeen and a half years in the military, and your spouse comes in and does something forty-five days in, and is earning a paycheck that matches yours, that tells you things are ass backwards in our world. First of all, because all service members in my mind, service members, teachers like healthcare workers, you know, like, like they should be paid ridiculous amounts of money. Okay. So me realizing that this was something that other military spouses could do that other spouses could do that were staying home and taking the noble position of raising the family, being the homemaker. um, That was something that they could transition into. I wanted to scream that from the mountaintops. And be like, oh my gosh, because I know, I knew having a, a heart of service, I knew that there were so many people struggling and needed resolve. If you say something along those lines, you can be slapped and your company can pay a fine. You can be barred, right. all that sorts is, of things. So it's now just, the FTC is, what is that? The Federal Trade Commission? Trade Commission. Yeah. yeah. And that's something our former president talks a lot about because he was an entrepreneur Um, You know, President Trump was an entrepreneur before he came into presidency. And when he would talk about things like that, he would get sanctioned or slapped or what have you all the time. And it felt like the FTC was very a mafia style run. And it still does. It's like, why are we putting an earning cap on people? Why are we limiting what they can say if it's truth and how we can say it? And so it's insane. So many. so many of the three letter, the alphabet boys are, are almost run like Gestapo's in innocent, you know, and I, I, I hesitate to say that because just not because I'm afraid to, to say it, I, I do believe it, but I also believe that there are, there are patriots left in these three letter organizations. It's just the truth. I mean, there's, there's plenty of them there. Um, and they would be the first ones to tell you like Tim Ballard, we talked about, um, the sound of freedom a lot, you and I, uh, and he would be the first one to tell you that, you know, Hey, I, I worked for these organizations. I worked in this three letter group or that three letter group. Uh, and you know, he, he'd tell you right away. There's, there are flaws in, in all of them. And there are shitty people in all of them too. And leadership is, is in some cases, in many cases is dog shit or it's, um, you know, they'll later find out that some leader of, whoever, whatever, which, whichever one, take your pick was maybe in bed with some people that he or she shouldn't have been, you know, it, it happens all the time, but the yeah. fact of the matter is there's still, um, I think there's still Patriots left. I'm so sorry. I, I lost my train of thought here. How did I get into this? Oh, the FTC. Yeah. <laughs> well, the FTC, yeah, it, it does feel like they're all kind of breathing down our necks. I just bought a new, um, I bought a new pew pew toy for myself. Um, and, uh, 
you know, out here in California, it's like you feel like you're getting away with something, but you shouldn't. You no law-abiding American citizen should feel like they're doing something wrong, you know, for like exercising their rights and being a being a law-abiding citizen. It's very, very strange. It's a really weird country that we're living in right now. So that's good. It's a good thing that you brought that up because that's something that I don't. I would want to know if I were to get into this. Which, speaking of, this is going to lead me to my next question. I know I'm rambling a little bit right now too, but. I I dabbled in what you told me to do. I followed your advice um, in the past. It didn't um, it didn't pan out for me, but not because it doesn't work. It was a, a me, it wasn't the right time for me to do it. And I jumped onto one of the Zoom calls, and the very first thing that we were talking about, or that people were talking about in the Zoom call, was like a a very obviously feminine product. And I just I wanted to like reach out to you, like, hey, I think I'm gonna have trouble selling it. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to market this to like guys who look like me. You know what I mean? So this, um, without, I don't want to step on any toes here. Don't take this the wrong way, but is this like an exclusively or better suited for women thing or what? What do you think? Which is totally fine. This is an equal opportunity podcast. So for sure. So I think it depends on the company and it depends on the timing too. Um, it, if you look at, so if you look at the industry in a whole, 85% of all six figure female earners earn it in my industry. And all like of all six figure female earners, six figure and above, and they earn it in my industry. And that's because women are more kind of from the gut, emotionally driven. They're kind of like, if I can believe it, I can do it. And men are built differently. And I love that men are built differently. Um, Men are built on, I need to see numbers. I need to see um, the blueprint. I need to understand how to do this. If if I need to get from A to Z, what is the in-between steps to go there, right? And for a lot of um, sales in general, it can be more emotionally driven than if you do this, you get here, right? And so a lot of major consumers too are women. Women love shopping. However, if you are the way that the world is now, though, men are really getting more into this um, industry because, I mean, there is there is men out there who are just making TikTok and YouTube videos who are amassing ridiculous amounts of money for just, you know, they're almost like uh, Bam Margera um, back in the day filming, you know, jackass stuff. Right. But now it's like every you can do anything. So. Um, it, it really depends on, on what you're into. So for example, I know of a company right now, um, that makes a lot of the people in the company make their income just by helping others switch their services over. Um, so like heating, gas, electric, um, cell phone service, et cetera. But to me, nothing about that is fun. Nothing about that is exciting. And talking about that, it's like save money doing this. So it has to be something that drives you. And when you find the thing that drives you, it'll be all day natural. So it, it, and that's what it comes down to when it comes down to sales and marketing is it has to be something that you're currently passionate about. And again, that's why I say to you, um, you know, it could have just been a very arrogant thought in my mind that I can have whatever I want. And I can have this, I can have this, and I can have this, and I can have my cake, and I can eat it too. I just got to find that thing where it works for me. But in this world right now, maybe not back in 2015 when I first started, but now in 2023, you can. 
you can have it all. If you find the right industry, if you find the thing that you're passionate about, if you find something that other people relate to, just like this podcast, you can absolutely earn an income. You can set the hours that you want to set and you can have the freedom of time that you want. Hands out, period, end of story. Well, that's outstanding. And I think that's going to make a lot of people really hopeful because I think that's what many, many people need, myself included in some ways. I'm not going to, you know, not to give my listeners the, uh, the whole like spiel, but I think everyone's, everyone needs that. Everyone needs more time to themselves. And I think especially after the last three years, we've all, you know, people who were never really faced with a lot of, I struggle to say this, but like people who had never really saw a lot of adversity or never really got like a reality check, they did over the last couple of years. And I think a lot of people really started looking at their lives like shit. I'm like a lot like (laughs) I'm alive. You know, people, I think the whole pandemic and, you know, what's happened just kind of globally, like throughout the chaos, it really kind of pulled a lot of heads out of a lot of asses, so to speak. And I think people are kind of rethinking how they're going to, exist and how they want to work and how they want to like get sustenance for themselves. And I think a lot of people are saying, well, I want, I want time. I want to enjoy my life. I want to, you know, be able to afford to breathe, but I don't want to work my life away. So super cool. Um, Speaking of ways of living and economics and all that cool stuff, I I just realized a few minutes ago, you're wearing a let's go Brandon shirt and I freaking love it. (laughs) That's awesome. <laughs> I so mean, I feel like this is kind of kind of the the audience base here. I feel like we're, we're it, that is that. a welcomed shirt. If you if we had like a podcast party, um, that would be that'd be a really really good attire to wear. Um, how do you want to? Are we? Do you want to? Is there anything else you want to talk about as far as uh, as far as um, social media marketing goes? Do you want to touch on anything else? Last thing. Sure. I want to give you some statistics when you're talking about how um, people are really realizing how short our time is and kind of how we spend our time um, in a way. So when were you born? What year? Do you 90. Mean? Why did I just have to think about that so hard? Did you see my eyes go up? I was like, yes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 92. 92 I was born. Okay. okay. So you're actually considered, are you considered Gen Z? I better not be. Okay, well, I'm 86, so I'm considered a millennial. Okay. And I almost, I almost envy, yes. Let me, I don't know where my phone is. Let me look that up right now. Google this. I know it's going to stress you out, right? (laughs) Because I know it starts at, I know it starts at 82 for millennials, I think. Okay, it's 81 to 96. I'm good. Okay, you're good. We're good. So in a way, I almost envy Gen Z a little bit because they didn't go through a lot of the hard transitions that we did. And I know this makes me sound old AF right now. But I mean, just think about like technology, for example. We went from like cassette tapes to CDs. Like they don't know what it was like carrying that book of CDs with us, like whatever we traveled and the disc man and running with that. And then we had iPods and now people make fun of iPods because now it's all on your phone. Like just the technology we went through. And I mean, just that. And then we went from phones to the Nokia phones, to the flip phones, to the, you know what I mean? So like that was a lot. It was overwhelming, right? 
And so now like Gen Z's like, and like when I was in college, it was like beer bongs, keg stands, like eating Taco oh, Bell, eating little Caesars, right. Like doing those things and then having to show up for class. And now like Gen Z's like putting on face cream. They're talking about self care. Yeah. They're like, super in tuned like there's no awkward stages either like i've noticed that basically as soon as you turn nine years old all the gen z's are really like hip and cool and they got it all figured out and i was still playing in the dirt and i didn't know how to do these things so i'm like damn gen z you got some things figured out that we didn't but like you said and this isn't knocking that generation. A lot of them didn't have to go through some of the hardships that we did to be appreciative of some things. So I just want to read some stats to you really quickly. Yeah. And I got this from AI, which, you know, is very Gen Z of me, even though I'm not. So check this sure. out. So when it comes to time and being appreciative of this, so um, the average employed American worker um, works approximately 1,795 hours a year. Oh, my God. There oh my. are eight. Yeah, you can write this out. For that. There are 8,760 hours a year. So 1,795 uh, are spent working. Sleeping on average is 2,555 to 2920 hours Jeez. all right now listen to this this is what's really going to blow your mind so those are thousands and thousands of hours that exist uh -huh. and that are being used for work and that are being used for sleep if you go and you can google this the how many un uninterrupted hours a year does an average american spend Focus on their family. Uninterrupted. You ready for this? Hit me. 182 hours a year. Oh, wow. That's tragic. That's 182. So on the high end, 243. With their family? Uninterrupted time with their family. Oh, my goodness. The average American. That is a problem. I'm pretty sure if I were to ask these same questions about Europe, about Spain, about Italy, about Germany, about France, like it would be flip flopped. Yeah, totally. That's so sad. Um, but to me, it's like good go get them fuel. That's like, that's not, that's I, I like, I look at numbers like that and I'm like, okay, I want to make sure that doesn't happen to me, you know? So exactly. good to know. Good to know. I'm going to, I think I'm going to, I'm going to plaster those stats in the um, in the description of this podcast when I post it. You should. And and, the, and that's not to knock our way of life because as a patriot myself, I'm like, hell yeah, we work hard, we get shit done. Like, you know, whoa, like that's what we do. Mm -hmm. But if you can work your ass off in less time, earn just as much money, but celebrate more about the time that you're spent on this earth with your family wouldn't that also be a win would that really like take a knock to your ego would that really take away from the patriotism and the freedom of all that is america like you know star spangled usa america i don't i don't think it would 
I don't think so, it would either. And I think time is a currency that people, like you said, they don't, we don't have an appreciation for it until we are faced with something that like, that just kind of jars us. Like we really have to be shaken into reality before we're like, Oh, this time is a currency that I won't ever get back. Like you can, I mean, money kind of comes and goes. It's like, I, I read a, a, um, a quote that it was like, it's kind of, it's like a wave, you know, like if you're standing on a beach, money comes in and then money goes back out and then money comes back in. And sometimes there's a high tide and then there's a low tide, but money's always moving. Time is, it's a, it's it. We have a finite number of it and number of seconds on this planet. And then they're gone you don't get them back. So, so, um, good to know. That's I'm, I'm going to, I wrote that down on a little neon card here and I'm going to put it right there on my desk and it's not going to move until I start changing stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's good to know. And I think it's good to know that in this industry, well, not in this industry, our U S economics and probably our world economics are going to continue to get worse before they get better. So what I do may not be the answer for everybody, but if everybody could just for a second put humility aside and allow arrogance in the front, I, I keep saying arrogance because I just have, I have such a hard time not being humble all the time. But so that's kind of like the reverse word of it. But, and what I mean by that is realize that all you have to do is tell yourself, I want to spend more time with my family. I don't want to lose any money as a result of it. I still want to, you know, support, have time, earn this income and have more hours and be in control, you will find it, period, end of story. But if you're constantly putting yourself back in this rat race of red tape, just like we were talking about with the military style, it is going to be a reality. So with that, we can transition into some more freedom talk. 